The following are my thoughts from my perspective and in no way reflect the views or opinions of my employer. In front of the yellow line, episode 9, Bus Games. If you've listened to every episode of the podcast up to this point, you understand how entertained I am by everyday life. It definitely helps that the grind of the job kind of encourages me to do so. Not that it's a tough job. On the contrary, it's the easiest paycheck I've ever earned in my life. If you can go with the flow, you'll be just fine. When traffic gets thick or weather is unbearable, the mantra a bus driver needs to repeat is, I get paid by the hour. I get paid by the hour. However, once you know a route like the back of your hand, or you're working a slow time of day, it's very easy to get lost in that more vicious of problems. Boredom. The first problem is having no one to talk to. The social aspect of my job is a strange one. I don't actually know a lot of the other drivers by name because I seldom get a chance to chat with them. Unless I'm willing to come into work early or stay late, the only time I get is layovers at transit centers. And I haven't been a smoker in over a year, so I've even lost that social aspect. In fact, Often, I will have a passenger refer to another employee by name, whether it's because it's an old friend or their favorite driver from another route, they'll ask me if I know them, and almost always the answer is no. But you also have to consider, in my city there are over 1,200 drivers in four different garages. Plus, knowing someone that works for the transit system doesn't guarantee that they are a bus driver. We staff a full-time maintenance department, again, out of four different locations. Management, office staff, training department, inspectors, motormen, that's the train drivers, disabled transport, a couple thousand employees in total. And I'm on a first-name basis with about two dozen of them. But Sean, you say, why not chat with passengers? I do, sure. I just usually don't initiate the conversations. Superficial discussions about the weather or local sports teams are fine at first, but then you end up saying the same thing dozens of times a shift. I tend to wait until somebody starts up a talk with me. Unfortunately, the people that start up conversations with the bus driver are usually people that you wouldn't want to talk to in any other context. I remember one passenger I had once. I had pretty much tuned her out answering with the occasional wow or really or I see. From her end, it was repetitive and uninteresting and non-stop for 20 minutes. You know what else, driver? Ugh. After overhearing this conversation when she had gotten off, I had another person come up to me and said, boy, are you patient. Really, I had no choice because I was stuck in a situation I couldn't just excuse myself from. So instead, I made a game out of it. I started counting the number of times she said, you know what else, driver. 
This is the solution to the monotony of my job. I shut my brain off and get lost in my own thoughts. Not to scare you, I am still watching the road. Sometimes the smallest things bring me amusement, like the Fairbox game. This is the game where I try to collect as big of a pile as possible of coins and tickets without dumping it down. Several factors contribute to the challenge of this game. Looseness of the plate the coins land on, the number of coins versus tickets, the bumpiness of the road, sure not the most exciting game in the world, but when you're bored at work, you're playing kerplunk. And if anyone asks, I leave that pile there for the kids that want to dump my fare box. But in my heart, I die a little when a kid does dump my fare, especially if I have a good pile going. When you're bored driving a bus, you notice small things, like when your turn signal syncs up with the car in front of you, or spotting a certain type of car all day. I had one early summer Saturday where I realized I had seen nine different Corvettes, all different models or years. I've also been known to challenge people to a drag race when I had a red light just for fun. I had one guy in a souped up something or another, which had right hand steering, because why not? We're in North America and it's fun when it's on the wrong side of the car. But I pulled up to him at a light one day. My window was open and he looked at me and asked, what you running in that thing? We revved our engines. I showed him my hydraulics and we chatted for a minute or so while we were stuck at the light. He won the race, by the way. Next night, same intersection, I pull up next to the same guy who is in the middle of telling his girlfriend in the car the story of what had happened at this intersection last night. He looks over mid-sentence to say, Oh my god, and that's him! And busts out laughing. I informed him I wanted a rematch. He won again. Sometimes as I'm driving along, I will try to predict the exact moment my regular passenger will ring the bell with a snap of my fingers. This is similar to trying to predict which door someone will use or which seat they will sit in. Or, as I pull up to a crowded stop, I'll tear off the amount of transfers I think I will need. Will I be right? Who is paying and who has a pass? Ho ho ho! Bring in Drew Carey! It's like the price is right. On occasion, what is that person's excuse going to be to try to get a free ride? You can usually see that person coming a mile away. There are days that you are forced to play a little game called, What's That Smell? Often it will be something obvious like alcohol, marijuana, or armpit. But sometimes it will be a food smell you're trying to pinpoint, like KFC or pizza. Which is even more mysterious when you look in your mirror and don't see anyone carrying a KFC bag or a pizza box. And every once in a while, you get a smell that you can only describe as garbage. Just straight up garbage smell. These are the days that I'm glad that I carry scented hand sanitizer. Dab a little under my nose, and I don't have to smell the bad smells. I did once have one person come on my bus, and they smelled of soap. But specifically, they smelled like a scratch and sniff sticker portraying bubble bath in a Sesame Street book I had as a child. That was a fun nostalgia smell. 
Occasionally, I will pass the time by figuring out what celebrities my passengers look like. It usually involves throwing an adjective in front of it like Fat Bradley Cooper or White Will Smith. Sometimes it's a far stretch, sometimes it's almost bang on, but it passes the time. Kind of like looking in my mirror and imagining people's sex faces. I know, I know, it's childish, but this can sometimes send you down the rabbit hole and you regret playing this game. So I get my comeuppance. But above all, being in a job where I spend my time solo simply gives me time to think. There are times that you really don't want to know what is going on in there. Other times, I spend time thinking about a confrontation I had and what I should have said. We've all had this time to stew on something that upsets us. Most of these podcasts have taken shape in my head for hours before I ever have a chance to write something down. In my spare time, I like to act in theater, so I will use this time to run lines in my head, singing when my bus is empty. Speeches or emails have been written in my head, and as long as I don't forget by the time I get to a paper or computer, it works well. But the one thing I learned about singing on my bus is make sure you actually are empty. And if you are going to sing a song and have somebody ring the bell to remind you that someone is on board, make sure that that song you're singing isn't the theme song to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. From in front of the yellow line, that's how I see it. Please follow the show on whatever app you listen to your podcasts on so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the show on Facebook or Instagram at In Front of the Yellow Line. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or go rate and review it. If you want to hear more from me and are a fan of movies, check out my movie rewatch and review podcast that I co-host with Colin Stewart called I Used to Like This One. Thank you for listening and see you next time from in front of the yellow line.